Hello and welcome to the third episode of Fake News. Mine and Ross is new new show where we where we offer a different narrative uh, to current affairs stories. Fake News, of course, stands for fighting against knowledge extinction. And as I said in last week's episode, I'm not taking any credit for that name. Uh, the man, the architect behind the naming of the show, was Mr. Ross Field, and he's joined. Well, I'm joined by him. To, I have the yeah. pleasure of being joined by him today. How are you? I'm very well. So, without further ado, because this is for people with busy schedules. Yeah, sorry, I'm rattling on because I just like to point out yeah. how um, how great you know your your name was. I appreciate that. Appreciate. So this week we're we're doing a bit of a lighter later um, subject matter. So what we're going to be looking at is because of the current moment in England, we've got uh, royal fever. It seems we've just royal had a, fever. There's a new. Uh, New prince has been born uh, to William and Kate, and uh, we have the royal wedding, of course, between Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. So there's a lot of stuff going on to do with the royal family. As you said there, the Duchess of Cambridge, a.k.a. Kate Middleton, Mm -hmm. gave birth to Prince Louis Arthur Charles on Monday, the 23rd of April. He'll be known as His Royal Highness Prince Louis of Cambridge. He's the youngest brother of Prince George and Princess Charlotte. Now, he's named after, this is a bit of background information, he's named after Lord Louis Mountbatten. uh, And those of you who've seen The Crown, uh, side note, great series, um, Prince, uh, sorry, not Prince, Lord Louis Mountbatten was a surrogate father to Prince Philip, and he was also his uncle. Um, and he's named after his great grandfather, then. Oh. Named after, sorry, no, he'd been, now this is where it gets tricky. This so, is when it gets, the family so, tree is confusing. So the kid who was born on Monday is yep. named after his great grandfather's surrogate father oh, and slash uncle. So, yeah, it's a little bit confusing. But anyway, his name's Louis. Now, what's quite funny, loads of bookmakers. Now, look, firstly, if you're going down the bookies to bet on, if you're putting an accumulator on uh, Liverpool to win and this, that and the other, fair enough. People were going down to Paddy Power to put bets on Arthur being the little kid's name. I would have thought that would be a... You had a bet on, didn't you, you cheeky bastard? I mean, I mean, I, I do what I, I do what I can, but... Gamblers Anonymous. Um, yeah, no, so, yeah, so the bookies' favourite was, in fact, as Ross tips up his coffee with whiskey... Taking um, <laughs> his water for those of you who are concerned. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, the biggest favorite was Arthur, but he came out Louis. Like I say, after Man now Manbatten, he was quite an impressive bloke. Well, well you know, well, he was he was Supreme Allied Commander in Southeast Asia during World War Two. He was in charge of India after World War Two. So what we big do- boy on campus basically. He was very much big boy on campus. So what we're doing this week is we're not going to delve into royal bashing because you know people whoa, have that would be whoa. that would have been our our sort of take on it. But what we're going to be doing actually is we're going to be kind of looking at um, the power that the royals still have because a lot of people see this kind of facade and we get caught up with the royal wedding. Um, you know the queen; she looks like your grumpy grandma, and you've got you know the the new kids on the way. But we thought. What we should look is behind this and see what real power they, the royals can still operate in British society today. So that's what we're going to be mm. focusing on. Um, we are. I mean, as you said there, uh, royal fever, it does sweep the nation. Oh, it does. You uh, get the com- commemorative mugs. You've got the you people do. with the plates, the yeah. knitting stuff for them. We like to um, we like to say with fake news that we kind of we like to sit on the fence. Sometimes you know, sitting on the fence has a very bad. It has dirty connotations attached mm. to it. But I feel that we sit on the fence in a very nice way. We are able to see both sides of the coin. We are able to see, see more than both, standing on the ground. 
Exactly. <laughs> we're able to see both the black and white stripes of that zebra stood over there. Um, so we're not, as you said there, we're not going to bash the Royals. But I am going to say this. I was not brought up in a uh, in a pro-Queen slash Royal Family house, particularly. Were you out of interest? Half and half. So, so what was it? Kind of your mum liked him, your well, dad didn't. I think we should use a little bit of uh, terminology here. Mm. So, the pro royals is monarchy. So mono meaning singular. So mono, singular rule, monarchy. And then you've got the people who are very much against it as the republic. They want to be ruled by government or by the mass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, republic is without a, uh, a monarchy. So yep, Republic America, of Ireland and various other republics yeah. in the world. Um, speaking of Republic of Congo, nice. You have to throw that in. Doctor Congo, as some call yeah. it. You have to throw that in. Speak of just sorry. It seems like I'm obsessed by Mountbatten. You are uh, very early on in this podcast. Yeah, no, but, no, I just alluded there to to Ireland. Uh, but you know, mm. as everyone knows, Mountbatten, Lord Mountbatten, was killed by the IRA in 1979. Mm. So, you know, political or what? Yep, that's that's what we're here for. The politics. Um, we are here for. That's what it is uh, all about. You know, um, a lot of. You know, history. I mean, I think that's the key word, you know, because we have another series called Frozen in Time that we do. Yeah. Um, the monarchy, I suppose, more than anything, it's just historic. It's kind of part of our cultural DNA to a certain extent. And if we look at the rule of the power, I would say more than anything, it's a, it's in a way like an iceberg. So a lot of it's submerged and a lot of the power they have, they would not use. So, for instance... I'll start with one of the first. The Queen can overrule any legislature going through government. But I don't think uh, a monarchy has done it in 300 years. No, I did. Yeah, the last one was when it was something like a Scottish militia. Yeah. It was in, yeah, like 16 or 17 something. Uh, I forget the Queen now, I should know this. But it was, yeah, and she basically said no to a a Scottish militia. But it's more formality. I think that's going to be a key word. Yeah, formality. You know, the Queen can't say, you know... uh, Royal assent, which I think is what you're you're mm. speaking of now, uh, is, That's exactly is it. where the Queen goes to, you know, approve a specific bill. But you know, that doesn't happen. A Queen's not going to go there. Let's say there's a, I don't know, randomly, if there's a bill that no more lions are going to be allowed in this country, yeah. uh, she can't go there and say no, we're not allowing that because it can be overturned and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Essentially, the quote I love about the royal family is, well, the Queen specifically is. Uh, she may not have much power, but she is powerful. She is. It's more the kind of um, economically in the tourist industries. The, exactly. I would say also more the in the shadows she can whisper in ears. Because there's an example of in Luxembourg, actually the the royalty there. Because obviously Britain is one of forty uh, countries still with monarchs. In so in Luxembourg, uh, the Duke, uh, I think he he refused to pass the bill on euthanasia. Uh, he refused to pass the legislation. Actually, they. They changed legislation so the monarchy had no power now. And Mm. I think that was the government saying, like, look, 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 you're very much in a symbolic role. Like, yeah, don't get it twisted. We have the power. It's interesting. And I think uh, it would be very similar to to Britain. Known as a constitutional monarchy, which means, as you said there, you know, while the sovereign is head of state, uh, the ability to make and pass legislation resides with an elected parliament, which is... You know, that is democracy to a T, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is, quite funnily, the, it's called uh, the Royal Prerogative. Yeah. Uh, she is technically the commander-in-chief of all armed forces. She is. She is. She, she, she's the only person in the UK who can declare war yeah. uh, and she can dissolve parliament. But the war one is really funny because, you know, back in the day, 
you know, kings would lead their men onto mm. on onto the into field. battle, sword in hand, on the back of a stallion. Mm. You know, leading the men. Imagine the queen doing that now. That would be a this sight day, for sore they eyes. Christmas day. Yes. Although, I mean, I, I suppose that military tradition did continue. You know, you look at Prince Harry and Prince yep, William. Yep, they both they, served military service in the military. Prince Harry, uh, also known as Prince Henry. I've never quite understood why no. Prince Harry probably his middle name. It's probably not that Weird. complicated. Yeah. Um, but he, he obviously went to Sandhurst, uh, which is the top military academy in Britain. And was, I think William stopped flying flights because he was a helicopter pilot he for the was. Coast Guard. Yes. I mean, probably because he boarded so badly. And I was so shocked. I don't know if that's an excuse to stop being a pilot, and I'm not trying to be rude to bald people. But I was shocked seeing pictures <laughs> of him come out with this new little cute baby he stood there. Yeah, but look at He stood yeah. there with a little island on his head. It's like he's ashamed. Just just shave your head. Um, but we're getting distracted here. That was quite... Can I, can I just say what you said? We had to stop there for a minute. But then uh, I, I was saying people... I was like, I hope I'm not being rude to bald people. And then Ross just went, my dad's bald. <laughs> it, I didn't say it like that. I said it, I said it loud. Um, let's see what else the Queen controls. Apparently she owns all the seabeds around the UK. She also controls all the whales and dolphins. In British seas. And is it true that if you punch a swan, you oh. get arrested because the Queen is the owner of all swans in Apparently, this land? I, so I have a theory that swan meat is delicious. So you think it's like the butcher from League of Gentlemen with that secret meat that comes into his shop? Mm. You think yeah. she loves goose meat and she just licks her, no, I think licks swan, her top teeth? I think it's absolutely delicious. That's why we're not allowed it. Because once we have it, we're like, oh, I really want some swan. Um, <laughs> I would love oh, some swan. Oh, swan burger. Um... So yeah, let, so she controls, she can declare war and peace and we've seen that kind of transformed over to Theresa May's power to kind of declare war as we saw with the airstrikes in Syria. Yeah, that's, uh, we've look guys, if you want to hear about, you know, Syria from two blokes, from two British blokes, mm. first fake news podcast. First fake news. Um, yeah, no, of course, you know, it has, trans- I mean, um, Monarchy is the oldest, uh, the oldest form of government in the UK. So, historically, I suppose as the years have gone by, the centuries, the decades, the time has gone by, the government, the democratic system has kind of chipped away at the the powers of the monarchy. And guys, I mean, uh, it's so antiquated. One person rules everything. I oh, mean, you could also stupid. say that about America. Looking at um, you know, singular, you having a singular leader. Yeah, we have well, a single no, leader got, though, don't we? Mm, and they've also got, got senators and got representatives. Yeah, true. Um, okay, so the Queen, I mean, I used to get annoyed at the Queen. I'm going to put my cards on the table. When I was about 15, 16, I suppose, I used to kind of have this view that what what's the point of the royal family? The Queen, they're born with a silver spoon in the mouth and all they have to do is go out and represent our country to the Commonwealth and meet various diplomats, world leaders, etc. But I suppose ever since I've reached... Uh, the tender age of 23, mm. I now think, partly from watching The Crown, which is a great series on Netflix. You love that show, don't you? I do. These mm. people were born into this position. They didn't ask for it. And to a certain extent, I feel sorry for them because you have to look at... Let's look at Prince William and Harry for a mm. moment. You know, when, mm. of course, when Princess Diana died in 97, it was... Imagine being that young. I think Harry was about, like, 12 or 13 or 14, maybe. To have that, have cameras shoved in your face, to be reminded that, you know, what your mother, you know, controversial maybe, but why your mother was killed in Paris. Oh, oh 
and we're, um, we're not going to go into Diana. In no, we're episode. not. But I'm just saying, I think that kind of epitomizes how, yeah, how yeah. hard it. Even recently, so Meghan Markle and Prince Prince Harry obviously getting married, and you know they go down to Brixton, for example. They went to open something in Brixton. I think it was Pop Brixton actually, somewhere like that, and just absolutely surrounded by people taking pictures. Like they're in a zoo, and I know that's the old argument about any kind of celebrity, but it's just like being in a human zoo. And I have to say, they didn't ask to be in that position. I think Meghan between... Markle did. She did. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not using her. I'm not using <laughs> her. As a, I'm just saying specifically people in the royal family who've had this their entire lives. Like their first day of Eton, uh, Prince Harry and Prince William were just being kind of. Uh, they have to have like a photo shoot. These these kids are like eleven. They're they're going into eton school when they're 11 years old do you remember your first day of secondary school i thought you were going to say your first day at eaton <laughs> no <laughs> first day at eaton. so you know first day going to yeah. secondary school and like imagine having a photo shoot you outside you just want to blend in you just want to like, blend in and I'm, you really I'm, I'm average i'm mr average exactly like, leave me just leave alone. just let me be and so often celebrities choose that life and they're very talented and this that and the other well, but you know these people are born into this life, yeah. and I feel do I do feel sorry to them. For that. I do feel sorry for them to a certain extent. You do get that with uh, celebrities. It's you know they find it's a curse. But so there's that bit out of the way. So if we look back in their history, they weren't actually they changed their name around the kind of First World War um, because their German links are extremely strong. So they changed it Windsor. Originally it was Saxe Goburg Gotha. Nice. I mean, that's got a ring to it. But you see their names, and I think that new one, Louis, it's going to be like Harry Charles. Like it's like they're running through all the names in the alphabet because they've got to carry on all these. Yeah. These names. Albert, Benji, Charlie, Dixon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Engelbert, Hemberding. No, I know what you mean. Do you feel you know when that when the baby was born? Did you feel British pride flow through your veins? Did you did you look? on Google and see this boy being brought out in the arms of a beautiful Duchess of Cambridge. Yeah, I could not give less of a shit. Mm. Um, I was driving in a bus through a rough part of uh, London and there's one of those electronic signs and it said, congratulations to the Duchess of Cambridge for having a baby boy. And you know, on the congratulations on the O, there was a little crown and um, a tramp was urinating on that sign and I thought what a perfect summary of the monarchy's place in England interesting well, that's a certain narrative it's my narrative it's, it's my your narrative it's my interpretation I thought that's a, what a great p- if I had a camera phone which I don't because I don't believe in that um, I would have taken a snap of that you don't believe in camera phones don't believe in smartphones okay okay so I completely get that I completely see that but then yeah, what harm are they doing? I I completely okay. get no. So, so from the, I see what they represent. They mm. represent elitism mm. yep. in its worst form. They represent injustice in society, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And still, the but idea. Come on, of... yeah, but Ross, they they for one, they're harmless. You know, as we've said, well, they're, they're not almost they're not. no, but almost jokingly, we've we've listed out some kind of you know some formalities that the queen technically has the royal prerogatives blah 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 they're not for they're not formalities there's something lying under the service uh, no the but surface. that's just that's just because they have so she meets with prime ministers once a week to kind of discuss what's going on she's never ever going to uh, declare a war she's never ever going to you know ride her tank into into battle so but they bring so much money okay. for the economy tourists okay. was it 7 7.7 billion pounds in annual revenue I, and I a lot of that should be attributed that. towards like you know the royal family and that kind of the quintessentially British vibe in London and Buckingham Palace. Okay, I don't know where to start. So, firstly, they cost us £37 million a year. Yeah, but they do make that back, though. Okay, 
and the estates are worth something around like 10 billion they've got the huge private art collection and also she gets to talk to pri uh, the prime minister and she gets to kind of talk in the the heads of state's ears she was born into this she hasn't got the kind of she hasn't got any qualifications to be whispering in the like people's ear it's this idea that we still have in britain that some people are born better than others like what are her qualifications she has none like give us your shiny crown we're going to use it and sell it to get rid of food banks like yeah but then i just i would say you know you said she's born into it then she didn't ask for that either so I think well, go, go, Johnny, go you can be angry shoot. at the system rather go, than them. Yeah, then stay out of it and go shooting in the woods. Like you, but then I the, think you've the, got the this idea that she, like doing. she's not like Varys in Game of Thrones where she's whispering to people saying, I think she's just very kind of symbolic to say, I don't think she's whispering in Theresa May and I think you should bomb Syria. I don't think that's realistic. I just think I completely get your your argument about how... I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent. Not, what it represents is disgusting, but at the same time, they're pretty harmless. People well, kind of love the idea of having tea with the Queen. It, but and it's this. not them. It's not individuals. It's what they represent. So yeah, everyone goes, oh, Prince Harry, you know, he's a little bit of a... You know, he's a bit of wayward, but everyone loves him because he's a bit cheeky. No, no, no. On what they represent, not them as individuals. The whole idea for Queen and country, you know, saying is going to battle... Sod that for my fellow man. So how about that? I'm not saying for queen and country. Like, what has she ever done for us? I thought you said we're not going to be queen bashing. Yeah, but we go. Yeah, you come back with that we're idea. We're monarch bashing. Well, you said I'm we monarch. are going to monarch bash. We, we, well, we well, had this no, no, about I'm sitting on the fence at the start. I'm devil's advocate. I'm devil's advocate. So we're both. <laughs> we're on either side of the fence playing tennis. Good. So you're taking the role of you're supporting them, and I'm complaining. Perfect. So, but also, to clear that I up. think also the money of the security it takes to look after the royals and also this royal wedding coming up, the sheer security they're going to need because Meghan Markle, there's a lot of people don't like it, the traditionalist people. Let me post a word in here for two yeah. seconds. Respite. Do you want me to elaborate? Yeah. There's a lot of horrible stuff going on in the world. <laughs> uh, I don't see the harm in people not me in particular and no one in my family or my friendship group but people out there who would see this 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 kind of life living almost vicariously through princes and princesses like a real life fairy tale seeing Meghan markle and prince harry and william and kate as they did back in 2011 get married and it's kind of it's respite for what's going on in the world you've got bills to pay you you live a stressful life you you have to go to work every day you're in a job you don't like etc but then you see these, you know, these people living this fantasy life, and I think to a certain extent, to a lot of people, as I said, is not. Why don't not we get me. rid of them and have the Kardashians then? Well, well, it is almost that Kardashian complex, but it's slightly classier than the Kardashians. You know I mean? <laughs> slightly classier. Oh, it so is it's though. The it same is. Thing. Oh, it's, it's like, not. Oh, it's that made in Chelsea. It, Can Kim Kardashian lead her country into war? Why don't we film heroes being doctors and stuff that but, have done stuff of worth? The and funny thing is, Ross, right? Rather than she got married, no. she got pregnant. <laughs> uh, uh, if if I was reporting, I go. Uh, a young woman got pregnant, had a baby. Yeah. This is her third baby. Congratulations. That's really nice. They're a handsome couple. All mm. good. But, oh my God, the most precious giraffe. Like, no. And mm. they go, oh, the little one starting nursery. Whatever. Mm. There's yeah. other pressing matters. that This use up columns in the news so people aren't learning the real truth. But then because truth. people aren't interested in the real truth. People like me and you who actually look for it and we and we enjoy knowing about international relations and... 
current think, affairs and actual important people stuff. people have it drilled out of them that they go, this boring, brain switched off? Well, yeah, they're indoctrinated without a shadow of a doubt. But at the same yeah. time, a lot of people just want to want to read these stories about mega marketing because it's easy and it's digestible look some people don't want to go susan who work, who's who's a nurse and works 18 hour days with five kids doesn't want to go home and read about us bombing syria and chemically and chemical attacks in other parts of the world and this that and the other she wants to go home and read about megan Markle, who's gonna have a fairy tale wedding to prince harry and that's why i use that word respite because it's it's important i think it's important to have that but and again let's say that i i particularly you know i'm a big fan of the royals but i can see why people what the punch so we're gonna say oh let's just keep on the punch and judy show britain's got talent and stuff and basically Oh, they're a very, very, very expensive reality show. But then they give so much money back. And like I said, there's seven billion pounds annual revenue uh, back, and a lot of that is because of you know the royal family. You, you and don't think Britain's got any other? Or no, London I'm, has any no, other I'm not saying that. But then it. you can't you can't make the argument that the Queen isn't quite a big attraction. You know, we we have American students in my house, and. Yeah. You know, every, like every, well, not even just American, like different people from different. And at some point or other, they will say we're going to Buckingham Palace. Uh, we mentioned the Queen, the royal family here about Prince William. Okay, okay. So you know, it's a Buckingham, big talking point. Buckingham Palace, we keep that, let's say. But the other properties they have around England, where people are scraping and trying to, you know, the property crisis and stuff like this. So why don't we take some of their shooting ostrich from them? So then, are you are you angry at multi-millionaire businessmen who own big houses? No, they've earned it. They've earned really a lot of them. They were born into rich families. No, they haven't, but I think it's even... So, they have to pay to a certain extent inheritance tax. I mean, obviously, I believe it's too little. I don't... I just hate this whole... I think what it is, I hate the whole old wealth. I hate yeah. the old wealth establishment that's still in England. You just sound like you hate the capitalist prevalent. establishment and the... No, not so much. I, I appreciate oligarchy. hard... I appreciate hard work and giving value to your society. Mm. But I just don't think this is what the... For what they're taking from us, from taxpayers, and they're providing is not enough. Well, I just think it's harmless to a certain extent. I do agree with a lot of the points you're saying. I do. And I again, I think we're both playing devil's advocate here. This has been a strange episode of fake news. It's been more of an argument, hasn't it, really? Well, and I, I don't think we're going to speak after this. So basically, Ross, you are the weakest link. I'm not the weakest link. And also, <laughs> let me just say... The Queen is also the head of the Church of England. Yeah, no, she is. That is pure indoctrination power. Like, it's still saying, you know... But it's I'm, historic, I'm though, isn't it? Just historic. Like, I think ever, everyone knows the Queen doesn't have power, it's, but it's just she's the Queen. It's, it's this, this kind of thing. It's this leftover illusion of saying, well, I could kill that guy because he's just a bloke wearing a silly hat. But they go, oh, I wouldn't do that because he's he's got some omnipotent power looking after him. Mm. You know, it's this whole idea of, we're better than you. So people still have this complex of, oh, I'm just a lowly peasant. Oh, I've got to do this oh, yeah, but, in my I life. Mean, even you... like, you know, we, we are commoners. Like, look at the House of Commons. It's because they're not lords. They are commoners. So me and you, we're commoners. And that yeah, whole and idea, I find that idea completely foreign and, 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 yeah, repulsive. I hate it. Anyway, look, we have to I'm wrap up here. We have to wrap up here. This, power. this has been quite a fun episode. I've liked it this. It has. It's a light so this is the first time. It's, we, we've just had a nice little debate. I like it. I yeah. like it. We are both playing devil's advocate, just as a little side note. A little bit of informative 
with a little bit of informative with a little bit of back and forth guys thank you for listening to the third episode of fake news fighting against knowledge extinction we're gonna have t-shirts out very soon so you'll see so guys if you're ever on the tube uh jubilee metropolitan bakerly we're not biased we're gonna use all tube lines we're gonna be putting stickers on them so have a look out for that guys i hope you really and instagram guys hope you're really really uh enjoying the series so far we're enjoying doing it yep leave some uh please leave some comments please do let us know yeah for podcasts you'd like us to do definitely on that note guys thank you for listening i've been tom i've been ross and we'll see you soon